turning your Bibles to the book of Joshua. Joshua, chapter 3. While you're turning, there's a 35-year-old man that just, I guess he's been susceptible to asthma attacks, and he just had, had an asthma attack, and he coded, and they believe he's brain dead. And uh, uh, so they're testing his brain tomorrow to see if there's any activity. And it's a friend of Angie's, and uh, we want to take a moment because it's perfect for our message. Our message is about the terrible things that happen in life. It could happen to any one of us, even on the way home. We are so susceptible to having accident or death or falling. Just today, I walked in, no, just this week, I walked into the main sanctuary and here's Denny Dodson up on a high ladder changing the filters by himself. You, you just never know when tragedy is going to happen to us. And we have to be prepared and be ready when terrible things do happen to us. So let's take a moment to pray. This man's name is Ken. And at the same time, we, we, have, we have Ann Holsinger in the Altoona Hospital right now. So let's go to the Lord. Lord, we want to pray for Ann, a sister of ours, asking you, Lord, to have your hands upon her. And Lord, for this Ken, we pray, dear Lord, oh God, that he was ready that he was ready for these things that happened to us. And Lord, we pray, Lord, that your will would be done in his, if he should live. We ask you that, could he live? Ask you, Lord, to intervene on Ken's behalf. And Lord, sitting amongst us right now are almost a half a dozen of us that have cancers who are who have family members that have cancer or kidney disease and heart failures. And Lord, we want to take this moment to concentrate, to ask you to bless them, have your hand upon them, Lord, to get them through this. We praise you and thank you, Lord, and ask you, Lord, to intervene. In Jesus' name, amen. pretty tender thing here. There are those sitting amongst us right now who privately have cancers of various kinds and heart diseases and things and uh, right now we just need to keep each other in prayer. Sad things. And I've entitled this message Crossing Your Jordans. Let's go back a little bit. Forty years. Joshua and Caleb were sent off into the promised land as spies. They came back with ten other more mature, older spies who said it can't be done. 
We can't go into Israel. They're, they're giants there. And what did Joshua and Caleb do? Let's do it now. Our God is bigger than the giants that live there. And our God is bigger than anything we've got going. He's bigger. He's been doing this a long time, helping, helping his, his children to get through the hard times. And uh, that's what I mean. They 40 years ago, they showed a lack of faith. And they didn't go into the promised land when they were supposed to. They circled in the desert till that generation died off. You know what they died of? Lack of faith. But now they're ready. They're so excited. The next generation has grown up. No one, except for Joshua and Caleb, that was 20, let me see if I can say this right, 20 years and older. No one survived. No one lived, not even Moses. Now they're ready. The excitement is intense. They're going to cross the Jordan River, I think. I think some of them might have gone up and looked at it and backed off. Whoa. How are we going to cross that? And like I say, at, at flood stage, it's a half mile across. How are we going to get a million, three million people across this? That's impossible. Jesus does the impossible things. Is anything too hard for him? All we can do is lay out before him our request, asking for his help to get through these Jordans of our lives, asking him for help, asking him for his presence. All we can do is keep our eyes on him, And if we get across the, our Jordans, so be it. If we don't, so be it. Follow me. Joshua chapter 3, verse 1. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they moved from Shittim and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel. And as I have said, this is like a million plus people. Some scholars think it might have been 20 million. Most scholars believe at least a million to three million are about to come, come, over, the, come over the Jordan and attack Jericho, the strongest stronghold and fort, the strongest place in Israel. When we get to that, we'll learn more. He and all the children of Israel, and they lodged there, before they passed over, they pitched tents. They're tent camping. Verse 2, And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests of the Levites bearing it, carrying it, then you shall move from your place and follow after it. If God is ours, we need not fear evil. He was close to them. He had a plan for them. He had intentions for them. Nothing was going to stop them this time. They had the right leader, full of faith, 
faith in God and allowing God to lead them. He was close to them, present with them, went before them. What could happen to those that are guided and guarded? What could happen to those who are guided and guarded by Jesus Christ, by the Lord? Verse 4. And there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure or a half mile. Come not near to it that ye may know the way by which you must go. And I love this phrase. For you have not passed this way before. So many of us begin to go through things that we've never had to handle before. We've never been through this before. And it's so important. They hadn't been there before. They'd done a lot of campaigning and a lot of wars up to that point. But you've never been to this spot before. Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Sanctify is to set yourself apart from sin. Confess your sin, repent of it, and sanctify it, separate yourself from your sin. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Notice the preparation we must make to receive the help and the guidance of God. We must sanctify ourselves from all other cares, devote ourselves to God, and cleanse ourselves from all sins of the flesh, mind, and spirit. Read it again with me. We must sanctify ourselves from all other cares, distractions, devoting ourselves to God, and cleanse ourselves from all sins of the flesh, sins of the mind, and sins of the spirit. Verse 6, And Joshua spoke unto the priest, saying, Take up the ark of the covenant and pass over before the people. And they picked up the ark of the covenant and they went before the people. This is different, by the way. This is not normal. This order to the priest was an important change in the established order of things. You don't do things like this. The priests did not do that, do it that way. The, the Levites did not do this, carrying the ark. This order was an important change in the established order of things, except change or fight change in even talking to my son he's taking somewhat of an older church and trying to build it up and trying to trying to improve it and make it better for more age groups and more ministries and the hardest things he says 
in his ministry, three or four hundred people in his church on a Sunday morning. The hardest things are there is an established group that want to fight all changes. They're fighters of change. And when God is involved in this, we need to be acceptors of change, to accept change in our lives. Joshua 3, verse 7 and 8. The Lord encourages Joshua again, verse 7. And if you need to be encouraged, this can be for you. The Lord said to Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And thou shalt command the priest that bear the ark of the covenant, saying, When you are come to the edge of the water, Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. And Joshua said to the children of Israel, Come here and hear the words of your Lord. And Joshua said, Hereby you shall know that, watch this, the living God is among you. Now if you don't already know the story, they're about to walk out into a flood-swollen river on dry ground. On dry ground. They're going to carry this ark across on dry ground. They're going to carry all their tents and their packs and sleeping bags. They're going to carry it all over on dry ground. The living God. When the living God is among us, we can do the miraculous. What's coming will tend to increase and confirm their faith in the God of their fathers. As not a dull, senseless, inanimate thing like the idols of their nations that we're moving into, but he is a powerful being capable of defending and fighting for them and doing miracles. He's done it before, and he can do it again. Back to verse 10. And Joshua said, Hereby you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, and the Girgashites, and the Amorites, and the Jebusites. An interesting thing, the Jebusites are those that live right at that time in Jerusalem itself. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of, of all the earth passes over before you into Jordan. Now therefore take you twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe, and it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of your feet of the feet of the priest that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon a heap. What a God we have. And it came to pass when the people removed their tents to pass over Jordan, and the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant. And as they bear the Ark, as they that bear the Ark 
were come to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped into the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows its banks at this time, that the waters which came down from above stood still and rose up upon a heap very far from the city of Adam, which is beside Zaratan, 16 miles north. There, God stopped the water. 16 miles. I'm sorry, that's verse 16. I'm a distance of 30 miles from where they were camping. And those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, that's the dead sea, the waters failed and were cut off, and the people passed over right up near Jericho. And the priests that bear the ark of the covenant and the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and the Israelites passed over on dry ground, dry ground, not muddy ground, until all the people were passed over, clean over the Jordan. Wow. In reference to drying up of the Jordan River, it is also foretold, we've already covered it here last year, Revelation 16, 12 says, The great river Euphrates shall be dried up, that the way of the kings of the east be prepared. River Euphrates is 30 feet deep and a half mile wide. And God's going to dry that up too. Our God can do things like this. Have faith and trust in Him. Wow. In verse 1, it said, They moved from Shittim and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and they lodged there before they passed over. Looking at the obstacle on their path, they naturally must have been worried. Learn to look at the things, at things through the eyes of faith. There is nothing our God cannot do. There is nothing our God cannot get us through. I want to leave that up again for that to soak into our hearts. There is nothing our God cannot do. There is nothing our God cannot get us through. When confronted with a Jordan River, an impassable hardship, we must go on in faith, one step at a time in faith. When we have the hardest of hard things to go through, when we have the Jordan River swollen as they might be out of their banks to pass over, we should take it one step at a time. We must go on in faith. As long as God knows, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Whatever might happen to me, as long as God knows, I'm okay. But to take it one step at a time. Also, I wanted to point out to you from verse 4. You have not passed this way before. If we have the assurance of God's presence, we need not fear. 
I, I don't see Miss Karen here, Karen Krauts. I don't see her family here. But when Albert was on his deathbed, and he had a couple deathbeds. I mean, he was on his deathbed, and he got better again. He got stronger. I would go in to visit Albert Krauts. I would go in to visit him, and as soon as I walked into the room, he would do this. As soon as he saw me, Albert would do this. Two fingers. Two fingers. He would hold up two fingers, which was my way of saying, practicing the presence of the Lord. He was going to die, Albert, but he was practicing the presence of the Lord. I so respected him for that, practicing the presence of the Lord. When we do that, we need not fear as long as he knows, as long as he knows. He will furnish us with incredible inner strength when we must do a work we never did before. He will furnish us with incredible inner strength when we, when we must do a work that we never did before or when we are called upon to travel a road that we've never traveled before, a path we've never gone on before, he will furnish us with incredible inner strength. You've not passed this way before. And it was with good reason that this statement was made for their encouragement. You do not have to worry. You have not been this way before. You have not crossed over to attack the, the, the hardest castles in the land which seems impossible when you look at them from afar or crossing that river it seems impossible but you haven't been this way before but you know what Jesus has he's been there before whatever it is that lies ahead as long as I know that he's been there I, I can get through Huh. With good reason, this statement is made for their encouragement. You have not passed this way before. This has been the character of their way all through the wilderness, doing the hard, impossible things. It was, it was an untraveled path that they were on. Impossible too. Jericho was so big, large, and fortified, there wasn't a king from an opposing country that would even dare to go against it. But our king could, and he had a plan. They didn't have cannons back then. They had the power of God that squished down that wall. While we are here, we must expect and prepare for unusual events. Even, I hope this kin was ready. He didn't know. Probably all his life he's had trouble. 
with asthma. He didn't know that that day would, today, yesterday, might be his last. We have to prepare that each day might be our last, if not from death, through the rapture. We have to prepare, but, but plan as if we also have a lifetime. Thank you. You're right. Rapture. Every time I talk about rapture, he, he, he points to heaven. What a day that will be, especially for him. While we are here, again, I want to say this. We must expect and prepare for unusual events. And to pass ways that we have not passed through before. Much, much more when we go our way through the valley of the shadow of death. It is a way which we have not gone before. But... If we have the assurance of God's presence, we need not fear. God will furnish us with his strength. Death will be like this. As a Jordan River came be between Joshua and Jericho, our Jordan River comes between us and heaven. Us in heaven, but the Ark of the Covenant, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, has prepared us a way through it. I sat in my office and I thought about this a long time. You know, day in and day out, day in and day out, boredom, monotony, day in and day out, and then it happens. We are called to cross the Jordan River. Our Jordan River. We get a phone call about a loved one, about a child being sick. We get, we get these terrible, terrible messages that we're never really prepared for. But as long as we keep our eyes on Jesus, it makes such a huge difference. Listen. We have to go where we have never been before. We have to do what we have never done before. We have to handle what we have never handled before. Life is just a cycle. We have good, we have bad. We have bad, we have good. And we need to be prepared for that. But... We can count on God who has been there before. And he will lead us, direct us, and go with us through whatever Jordan River that you are looking at right now. So what's your Jordan River? Is there a Jordan River in front of you? Maybe not now. I look out here and I see some that are going through it. I see some here in on a Sunday morning service. I see even more. They should be here. What's your Jordan River? May not even be you. It might be family members. But here's how to cross. 
Here's how to cross over your Jordans. The first thing we saw was sanctify yourself. Set apart yourself from sin. Dedicating yourself to God. That's what they did. A million of them, at least, separated from sin and serve God. Their service was going to take over. They were going to push all those, all those kings and armies out of that country. But sanctify yourself. Number two, keep your eyes. They were told to keep your eyes on the ark as you passed over. Don't take your eyes off of the ark. Don't take your eyes off of Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Three, follow him across your, across your Jordan. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own, your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. You want him to direct your path? You do the first part of that, of, of that verse. Trust with all your heart. Lean not upon yourself, upon him. And he shall direct your paths. Wow. And lastly, even from this morning's message, obey. Do the hard thing. Obey. Obey God. All the way through Israeli history, there were always those that questioned everything in the Bible. No one has ever questioned this. This is something that happened, and it, it was just accepted by, by history that Joshua came across with one million people and conquered his Jordan. My heart goes out to you. You that are having cancers right now. Just breaks me. And there are others who have come through it. And there are others that will be going through it. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, I've done my best to prepare. Only you can do the rest. I pray, dear Lord, that you will help us to do the impossible, to accept the impossible, to follow you, even through death, if that be your will. And Lord, we do pray. Right now, Lord, we pray for these sitting here amongst us who either do have cancer or have loved ones with cancer. We pray, dear Lord, for those, and we ask you, Lord, to put your hand upon them, separating them to yourself, asking you, Lord, to touch their, their bodies, their minds, their hearts. And Lord, we pray, Father, for the doctors, yes, but Lord, you're the ultimate physician. And Lord, help us 
with your help and one another. One another's help to get over our Jordan rivers in our life. Thank you, Lord, for the Jordans you've gotten us through so far. And what will happen to us is in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen.